one time. I found patience is a virtue. One and I don't got. When push came to shove. One what? One love. One love. One love. One love. One love. One love. It's day one lifestyle and friends. The podcast. This is the Thanksgiving special episode 71. Yes, sir. We're back at it, man. Episode 71, man. This is our... Is this our third Thanksgiving episode? I believe this so. This is, this is the special... No, this is a special edition one, man. This, 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 we've been going, man. We've been going. We're having fun. we literally just having fun, man. It's, it's, it's good to see you again for another holiday, man. We're blessed for another holiday. Episode 71, man. This is a very, very fun, energetic, back and forth episode. And I love it. I know that y'all gonna love it. You heard the intro, but I'm gonna double down, man. Follow my man Garrett at Fabs, F-A-B-S, 304, Twitter and Instagram. Follow me, the Muffin Man 32, Twitter, Instagram. But most importantly, man, stay up to date with what we got going on, man. We dropping more episodes, more content, more everything on Day One Lifestyle, Instagram and Twitter. You heard it. You hear it again. And you hear it time and time again. We back, baby. This this is our favorite holiday, man. Like I said, it, it is a little bit of a weird time right now, but just just make the most of it however you can, you know. And uh, Big facts, man. Like... We just wanted to give them, you know, something that's nice to listen to while they're on the road traveling to see their friends and family. You know, if you're not being able to, you know, travel, see your friends and family, something that you can listen to while you're cooking or making your meal and just chilling, you know, just today we got a special guest on, man, Deshaun Butler. And it's just a really great episode, man. Hey, he's on my Mount Rushmore of West Virginia hoop, guys. Uh, like you said, at, at the minimum, if you haven't done your homework or you're not a basketball person, Deshaun's a former WV Hooper, led WVU to the Final Four, drafted by the Miami Heat in 2010. That's that's crazy, man. It's 2000, yeah, overseas for the last 10 years playing in Israel, France, Germany, a couple other countries I probably or in teams I probably can't pronounce. Uh, but <laughs> I, we don't gotta worry about that. He's put he's played he's putting his time in the hoop world, like I said, and, and more than that, um, father, family man. Um, just, just a good all-around dude. So we're gonna, we're really looking forward to bringing him on. We are gonna bring him on in a second. Before we did, man, uh, I gotta get your opinion. I know you're the biggest Gucci main guy. It's Gucci. Gucci versus battle had millions of people on it. The, I think the biggest versus battle yet on Instagram yeah. and Apple. Gucci versus Jeezy was that everything Gucci. you hoped for, Mo? It, it wasn't. It wasn't. And here's why, right? It, it was a lot of hits that were left on the table. But I understand for good reason. Like if we're going just straight off the music. I'm gonna have to go with with Jeezy, and I, and I you know I put that on my Instagram story. I put that on Twitter. Like I initially wanted, I, like you know I love Gucci, but it's just as far as straight music, Jeezy won it. Now, as far as other stuff, Gucci got it. You know what I'm saying? Like straight up, Gucci got it. As far as the other <laughs> stuff, he came out and was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm coming right at your neck." Like he he waited a long time for this. But uh, it, it was a, it was hey, a, everyone won, Ma. Hey man, we all won. We got the we got to see two of the goats, man. That helped us get through middle school, helped us get through high school, like all that, all that, all that. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a really, really, really fun versus. It was my favorite versus, and man, it, it I literally couldn't go to sleep till like four in the morning that day. Like I was just fired up. Like you, I know you were tuned up. That that was great, man. And I I damn near want to see a follow up. You know what I'm saying? Because 
it's a lot of hits that were left on both sides on the table. Like, I loved it. That's that's. I can't even. I can't even say anything else, man. It was great. <laughs> well, I'm gonna say we're gonna be here for all day if, if I let you just keep going on about this. I'll go on for an hour. <laughs> hey, like, like I said before, uh, we we wish everyone a, a happy Thanksgiving or whenever. Even if you listen to this app after Thanksgiving, happy holidays, um, all that good stuff. Like I said, just make the most of, of what you can. We we hope everyone has some good food, some good grub, gets to watch some sports, and, and do whatever they do. But with that said, man, we, we definitely want to get into our guest because I, I think this is going to be really fun. Without further ado, Muff, let's get Deshaun on here. Deshaun. One to go. West Virginia's got it back into Butler. Bank shot. Thank you. We will advance and play again tomorrow. 62-61. Marquette with the lead. Butler turns, shoots a three. Got it. He hit it. Guys, Butler. Butler in the lane. In the traffic. It goes again. All right. Well, Muff. Um, like I said, man, special guest. I, we we kind of just told you a little bit about him, but. Let's bring him on, and he can he can tell us about himself. Yee! Deshaun, man. Thanks for joining us for our Thanksgiving special, man. This is Day One Lifestyle and Friends, the podcast. How you been doing, man? Uh, I've been good, man. I'm not going to hold you. Everything's been uh, been going well since, what? Where do you want to start from? I was going to say, I'm good now. I, just, uh, <laughs> well, I, I feel like this question is so weird asking that because I feel like what's like everyone's going to give you almost the same answer right now or, or basically for the last like eight, nine months, you know, like exactly. what what can you really say? Like, it's all pretty similar, I feel like. But but it, it's, it's good. It's good seeing you and, and good hearing from you, man. And uh, we're, we're really looking forward to today's podcast. So we just we appreciate you coming on, man. Nah, man, definitely. Like, bro, we linked up a couple summers ago. You shot like one of the best videos I ever seen before. <laughs> uh, before pre like a pre basketball game at the basketball game everything like I, I I swear I still we still talk about that me and John like with the work you did with TBT uh, for our TBT team I mean so like bro I was happy to link up with you again and be able to do this and let's 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 make it we're a here, man we're here, you know. we're here yeah big fact hey Garrett know what he's doing behind that camera man hundred <laughs> percent yeah exactly bro like it was it was magical and it was I all short it, and man. quick too like it came like. <laughs> Same day type vibe, like bam, yep. get over the head. I was like, what's this? <laughs> See the video? I'm like, oh, this video was, oh, this is fire. This is today. <laughs> yep. This is two hours ago. This is <laughs> you start like start doing the math in your head, like damn. We we had a good time, man. We definitely had a good time. Nah, we had a blast, man. We had a blast. Yeah. How he is with that camera is how you use with Hooper, man. Real talk though. Real talk. See. Say, all right, now. What? Hey, this man's compliment. I've never got this many compliments from Mark, man. I'm going to take him. I'm, I'm not that guy, but I'm going to take him from this He wasn't even going to say nothing. He was going to interrupt the night. He was going to sit like. No, but you know, we, we, def- we definitely gave you a brief intro, though. But, you know, as Truck Bryant would say, man, if you don't know this guy, you need to do your homework. Do your homework, man. Who is, who is Deshaun Butler, man? I don't even. It's hard for me to even. Outside of basketball, man, I'm a dad, bro. Father, three, married, from North New Jersey. Always representing North New Jersey. Brick City was good. Uh, came out to West Virginia. Uh, luckily, it was on a, a no lie. I didn't even think I was gonna be able to come out here. Uh, I had a lot of low schools looking into me. Uh, ran into John Beeline. Uh, I want to say when I was in DC. He uh, saw me playing the game and was interested, and I came up to West Virginia, checked it out, looked at the court. It reminded me of uh, 
what's the what's the what's the movie called? Uh, uh, Blue chips. Blue chips. Oh. Blue floor. Yeah, blue and gold. It, it gave me the Nick Nolte vibes, and I was like, "Yo, this is I like, like I like this. I could come out here and just like zone out on the court, do what I need to do." I didn't know shit about the party school, but uh, <laughs> I thought I was gonna come out here in the middle of nowhere in West Virginia and just play ball. I was like, "Oh, there's no distractions out here." Showed up first day. Yeah, number one party <laughs> school. I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> Which lets you know the kids don't know how to, to handle their recruit. They don't know nothing about their recruiting the stuff. Like they just show up and whoever gives them the best show, they they usually go to. So because yeah. if you really do your homework, I would have known. I would, oh, this is a party school. Like this is. I probably would have still came, but still like it was. Yeah. Still, no one does their recruiting too much. But then, ever since then, bro, this has been home. This is a great place to be. No, I love to hear that, man. Yeah, you, you dropped Brick City, man. Actually, uh, I was looking up. Uh, about Newark, New Jersey. They call it Brick City because of like all the like the historic brick buildings and how big they are. Is that true or is that like a rumor? I mean, there's tons of bricks, like brick, brick buildings, brick houses, brick apartments, all that stuff. And there's other, there's other double entendres to that, but that's not my life. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't hey, really speak. Hey, some Gucci man songs. Yeah, 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 like, I, to, I don't know nothing <laughs> about those things. I'm just a father. Like I told y'all we, uh, we were just talking before you came on about the versus battle, actually. Oh, <laughs> Gucci man and, and uh, Young Jeezy. It's also pretty cold up there, so it could be a term people could say is brick yeah, city. Yeah, so it is brick out there as well during yeah. the winter. See, there's more to it, but I don't, I don't. All I know is from the brick buildings that my brother Moff just dropped off right here. That's all I know. What was it like growing up in Newark? Uh, geez, bro, it was uh for me it was uh kind of <laughs> different. I was an in the house dude, bro. Like it was real simple for me. Like uh, when I grew up, it was real big, like Dipset, big uh. Big gang talking, that wasn't my life. You know, my dad and my mom made sure I stayed uh, inside, I stayed off the streets and I played ball. I hung out with my friends when I had the opportunity to, but for the most part, bro, I was just in the crib, playing ball with my teammates, traveling, playing basketball, trying to keep up with my little girlfriend at the time and just keeping it simple, just enjoying my teens while I cook. I couldn't really just be outside all the time. That's That wasn't the environment for me. <laughs> That's good, man. And yeah, it turned out well. They did the best they had. My parents did an amazing job, man. I was I was surrounded by all family. I had tons of cousins, no brothers, no sisters, tons of cousins, tons of teammates. Ton, uh, my mom and my dad, my uncles, they all live with me. So I was, my house was full all the time. I was surrounded with nothing but love. And hey, bro, that got me out of, uh, not got me out of Newark, like I was running from Newark, but more or less like, you know, I grew up in the hood. So, you know, it got me out of one situation into a different situation where I can go play basketball and get a degree and go see the world and play overseas and get drafted and all that stuff like it all that stuff stemmed from there so i mean i wouldn't be who i am if it wasn't for newark stuff so. no i love that yeah I, I got a big family myself and like you know hanging with your cousins and everything is like the best especially around the holiday times like I, I can remember all the backyard games and stuff like did y'all did you play anything else growing up like basketball or football or anything else well, one, man, I probably tried football. I got cracked and it was a wrap, so I couldn't really mess with that. That wasn't my speed. As you get to, as I told you, I'm an in-the-house dude. Yeah. I, um, so, yeah, I tried football for a little bit. I tried soccer. It didn't work out either. It was just, you know how kids soccer is. Everybody just surrounded around the ball, and I wasn't a big on crowds. So I dropped out of that. Baseball wasn't for me either. Only Really, all I did was play basketball, man, like, the first time I saw it, my dad decided he wanted to get me a hoop. I got one in my backyard, and uh, my cousins came over, and they were all older than me. 
and they used to come over there all the time. I really think he got the hoop for them because they used to come over there all the time. <laughs> He's trying to get them out the house. And they came over and they would play and I would sit there and watch. And then I try to play. And I just fell in love with it. Like from then on, like just playing with those dudes. They were all older than me. I used to get beat all the time. They used to toughen me up, beat me up. Those are like my my brothers since I was the only child. So those are those are probably like the things that brought me into basketball. Like I, I always remember those things. Muff, I want to flash back real quick um, and talk a little bit more about Brick City. You know, we're, we're sitting in front of Deshaun here. And, you know, if you're from West Virginia, man, that's, that's how a lot of us know Newark for real. But he's in some good company, man. Let me just tell you a couple names. Queen Latifah, Bruce Willis. Whitney Houston, Go. Redman, Go. Shaq was born in, in Newark. He, the lady that babysat Shaq lived right across the street from me when we grew up. She, hey. Shaq, Shaq bought her house for her and everything. Shaq is the man. That's crazy. That's, he's the the gym that I first initially played in, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like uh, like like rec league, stuff like that? Yeah, I started getting to my rec league. It's a Hawthorne, Hawthorne Avenue Cultural Center. Shaq bought all the hoops and all the stuff in that, in that facility. Like he was like a big, big part of me growing up in Newark early in my life, like when I was like like ten and under, like everything was shot. So that's beautiful. Yeah, man. Shaquille O'Neal's the goat. <laughs> One of the goats. <laughs> man, shoot, literally, he is the goat. Yeah, bro. That's what I say. It's like he's he, <laughs> my father, like the real goat, like a basketball yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, Shaq's the man, bro. Yeah, man. It's about it's about like like taking your life, elevating your life, and then giving it right back, man. Because you putting that power back into your community is everything, man. For yeah, real. Yeah, definitely, man. Like, hope, like, granted, I'm not there right now, but hopefully, like, me when I was in college and then me even today being able to, like, play professional basketball and so on and so forth, hopefully, like, that sets, the, sets something in somebody's mind, letting them know they can do the same thing, achieve whatever they want to achieve from any circumstance, any situation. Like, hopefully, I could be that presence, hopefully, like, can like you know be set on the kids and what yeah. else for the future that'd be dope and i did hopefully like john john just tweeted the other day like you literally the reason why a lot of people went to dove v and played hoops like you literally like are you're influential man like and i feel like that's part of growing up with the people that are famous from your town you know like that's that's incredible exactly and i had those same influences when i grew up like people i looked up to and so on and so forth as far as basketball and then as far as just like being good dudes and good men in general so like we all keep those things and i feel like those are important because i mean those are the things that steer you through life in general so hey and, and talk, talk a little bit about your organization give it i mean don't act like you're not already dude man uh, you know? like, come on so like uh i started this uh non-profit i want to say maybe like three or four years ago and initially what it was was like all right i was thinking well i was in west virginia it's i want to say top five in like ob states and I was like, all right, cool. I was trying to get something where I can get kids to get out of the house and get on the court. And sometimes some people didn't have like a court or anything to like go to, or they had a backyard and they didn't have like anything in it to do anything. And they just were trapped in the house playing video games all day. So I started this thing where this nonprofit where, you know, if kids had good grades and maybe they don't have anything, you know, West Virginia is not the richest state in America. Like if these kids don't have anything, but they're doing the right thing and they're doing the best they can and their circumstances aren't as good. You know, first off, it was just like raising money to get them like basketball hoops in their backyard so they can go play the game they love. And then we started going from basketball hoops to there were kids that didn't have shoes like that were going to school and they couldn't participate in like gym or play sports. So then we started doing shoe drives and 
Christmas uh, toy giveaways and stuff like that. And basically, like, what started as, like, give a hoop started as me giving out hoops to kids so they could play the game of basketball that they love. And it turned into me just, like, helping kids throughout the state, which is basically what I wanted to do in general. Just try to help as many kids not really want for as much. You know, you're not going to have everything growing up. But you could at least be a kid and have your, some shoes and have a hoop or have like toys and so on and so forth. Your parents are gonna be working their tails off. Some of these kids might not even have that scenario. Some of these kids live with their grandmothers and their aunts and uncles and they still, they don't have everything or certain things they want. So just trying to help out as much as I can and be a part, like a positive part, you know, in their life or so on. You know, we had uh, John Flowers had his, uh, his alumni games and stuff like that, just like purchasing like five, six tickets for families to come through and so they can sit up and then meet the guys and so on and so forth before the game and get autographs after the game and stuff like that. Just anything I can to like, if it, if it, if it puts a smile on their face and makes the kid happy, makes whatever, like I'm there to do so, bro. I'm here for the kids, for real, for real. We salute you for that, man, for real. Yeah. That's, that's all I had to that's touch on it because I, I, I knew you are already doing stuff. You weren't giving yourself some shine for that. Nah, nah, you're, not yet. You're, you're already, already, you're already making it. <laughs> I know, I know. But I, I, <laughs> I think a lot of times, especially with athletes, people try to see a lot of negative stuff and they're like, and you don't see a lot of this behind the scenes stuff uh, that everyone's doing. I mean, you're, and you're doing it like, and and a lot of yeah just a lot of athletes are doing i feel like you know like we we always focus on what are they not doing or this hour they got this much money or this much money it's like but it's easy to it's easy to do though i mean it's sitting right in front of you so you're going after the stuff that's right in front of you it's easy to like sit back and if you hear somebody complain it's easy for people to jump on somebody for complaining or somebody makes a mistake that's the first thing people do like it's a it's a it's human nature to see oh somebody uh push somebody or did something stupid you're like man what are you doing that's off the top of your head like what are you doing but we all just need to remember that we all are human we all live in the same planet we all either same area same city same state whatever the case may be we're neighbors and you know everybody gonna have a bad days good days so on and so forth just need to focus more on the positive days or positive things than you know beating each other up well said, man. Exactly, man. It's about building each other up. Indeed, indeed. So like I said, man, if you're a basketball fan, if you're, of course, if you're a WU fan, I ain't got to say nothing, but you know about the incredible run that this guy had in college and professionally. Um, but but earlier early this year, a couple months ago, actually, you announced that you're hanging up the shoes officially. How hard was it making that decision, man? Man, it sucks because I feel like I could play forever, <laughs> personally. Um it's like one of those it's hard to explain right now i'm over here uh backtracking and everything while i'm talking <laughs> but, uh, it's like one of those scenarios where man like I, I remember watching kobe retire and i sat there i was just like bro in that letter he explained everything possible about what it feels like to say Yo, i'm done playing like i really felt like mentally and as far as like my spirit of basketball like i could play forever i feel like just i love basketball like I can constantly do this, but just the way my body set up, <laughs> I can't. So, you know, I felt like I worked my ass off to get back to a point where I could play. I mean, I got injured right, like right before I left college. I had to rehab uh, relentlessly. Then I got hurt again during my rehab. So I had to have another surgery and then rehab from that. Between that time period, I got released from two different teams. So like tons of like emotional and mental and all that stuff going on. 
till where I got the opportunity to play again. And I played for a year and then got hurt again. So now I'm thinking, oh, I'm done playing, but only to build myself back up and play for like eight more years overseas. Like, I, I honestly, I got more out of it than I thought I was going to get. And I was so grateful for having those eight to nine years to play basketball overseas. I met so many players that I got a chance to watch via when I was in college and outside of college, like guys that I, I literally admired from afar, like were my teammates. And I got to play against some good dudes and people that came up to me saying some of the same things you say, like, yo, like you can go, blah, 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 blah. Like it's suck. And hearing things like that, like it, it sucks to hear at the same time, it's like good that to know people recognize your skill set because people granted it sucks it always comes with like a not a backhanded compliment but like a <laughs> yo bro you had it but you need yeah. and it's just like i know yeah, yeah. i know i appreciate the love but stop <laughs> like, but still like nah like it was a it was great bro and i, I wouldn't trade it for the world obviously a new knee i traded for it, but besides that i wouldn't trade it for the world like the experience was great just meeting new people like my wife i got a chance to meet my wife and then i have my kids and it all just worked out perfectly for me like how everything is right now for me so i can't i can't knock how the road went bro like it made me who i am right now so no and kind of playing off that like you know looking back at your whole career you know through college through professional like i'm like you really did embrace you know like all the highs and lows um you know making it to the final four like that's a crazy feat getting drafted by the heat what like 10 years ago like that's, that's crazy to think about yeah. and just like you said like fighting through the injuries like and i know you said it's perfect for you but is there anything like even a smallest change anything that you would change if you could go back you know 10 years or 15 years uh, i wish i could like just pop in on myself uh my mm, i would say my first two years out of college and just wake myself up I felt like I was like in a big mental uh, fog because of all the injuries and because of how everything was going. I felt like I was in a real big mental fog. And if I took the time to like really focus on certain things, I could have uh, changed the outcome of how, not changed the outcome of how my career went, but I would have set myself up for a, a, a better, not even better finish, but some some even better highs in like during my career. I could have reached different things and so on and so forth. but. I kind of felt like I was uh, never been hurt before, never, never experienced like being away from the game as long as I was, and that was the first like one of the hardest hits I probably took as like an adult, like without people to actually like in college if you get hurt if they keep you around like there's gonna be people next to you every day like hey don't worry about you gonna get this together they're gonna build you up you're gonna be watching practice because you know sooner or later you're gonna be a part of this. The NBA was like. Yo, I might not be a part of this if I don't get healthy soon. <laughs> like, so like I have that in the back of my head. I got all kinds of things in the back of my head, but I wish I had more of a. I I could go back into my mind and in, in those times and just build myself up a little bit more and be a little bit more mentally tough in those little spots. Because obviously the mental toughness was there because I fought my way back to have a eight nine year career after the case. So I wish that I kept that same mentality where, you know, my back was against the wall scenario right then and there. I wish I just took it a little bit differently. But that that taught me how to do that too. I just took that punch. It took me a while to get back up, but got back up and in good fashion too. So I can't knock it. They showed me, me and Muff were talking last episode about ACLs and stuff like that. Cause you know, like 
it sucks, man. Right now in the NFL, like we just we just saw this past week, uh, Joe Burrow go down, MCL, ACL, and all that. We saw this tweet, man. It was like it's like it's just it's such a dumbass ligament. Like who knew, like wh- why why do we even have an ACL? Like no one, you never hear anything good about an ACL ever. Like the funny shit is, I never heard anything about it until I fucked mine's up. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, what the hell is this? It's like I swear, like stupidest shit ever. I, I got hurt, and they're bringing me back to the locker room, and the trainer's there. And like, I can't straighten out my knee. Like I can't like straighten it out at the time. Like it's like sitting in a bed. So I'm sitting there like, and they talk, the doctors is all talking around me. And I'm like, yo, like y'all gonna straighten this out so I can get back out there. And they're like, yo, you're done, bro. <laughs> like stop, like, <laughs> like I had no idea what it was. Fast forward, I wish everybody could come back from the, AC, the ACL injuries like Adrian Peterson. Adrian yeah, Peterson yeah. came back on that ACL to like MVP caliber season. So hopefully, all you guys out there that get hurt like I did, take your, your rehab serious, knock that shit out, because you can bounce back, be even better, and, you know, stay positive, keep people around you to keep you positive. All that right there, man. You know, even though you aren't playing, technically, you're still in the hoop world right now. Uh, you, you, got, you guys got the Final Four podcast uh, with some former teammates. You also got, which we were kind of discussing off air. Um, you were telling us a little bit about a new adventure uh, on the with the Field of Sixty Eight podcast uh, network. But have you enjoyed talking hoops and being on the mic a lot? Yeah, man. I feel like it's a great opportunity for me to learn more about college basketball, being that I was away from it for so long. So, like the first like four years uh, out of college, I kept major tabs on college basketball and NBA, of course, and overseas and things of that nature. And then I would say like maybe like four or five years ago, I kind of like took a backseat off of it and was like focusing on my career and focusing on overseas basketball and like watching that. And I kind of took my eye off of college basketball and then now I'm getting right back into it and just learning about so many good players and just how good a how good a hands the basketball community is in right now with these young players, bro. Like, like there's so many good, good, good basketball players out in the country, especially in college right now. So like I'm just excited for the season to start so I can get to see these dudes and get to not critique too much more like champion these individuals because you know you get a lot of people that critique the players and they never played and I know how hard it is to play so you know I won't critique too much because I know how hard it is to do what these guys do but definitely champion these dudes and hopefully you know make a career out of it if I can you know the the, the draft was just the other day and like I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I like to put a little cash flow on the games too, you know. So maybe maybe that makes me watch a little bit more. But uh, the parlay king. Listen, listen. I'm I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm saying I'll watch some random games. You know, we'll, me and my buddy, we'll watch some, we'll watch, we'll watch some random games. But I I really enjoyed watching Miles Powell play last year. I, the Big East last year. I can't say it reminded me exactly when you were there, but it definitely gave me some type of hope. Of like, man, this does kind of remind me of the old Biggie's days. In between Miles Powell, that guard play, and Marcus Howard. I mean, you could go on. There's there's multiple teams, and to see both those guys, especially Miles Powell, go undrafted, I get it. In the NBA, it's more about potential. It's about wingspan, this that. But man, sometimes you watch and you're just like, man, these like that's how insane and saying how how hard it is to make it in the league. I mean, don't be wrong. He got picked up, which I love. But I'm just saying, like, how did he not get? You know, it's like yeah, trust crazy. me, I could have. And this, that's something I kind of feel like is a. I, maybe I'll learn more about it as I watch more uh, NBA basketball and I watch uh, watch more of uh, or I'm around more of uh, possibly uh, NBA team in the future if that may be the case. But 
just the potential thing is, is very big, but I feel like you do a discredit to these guys that uh that show you the work. And not to mention, just like not everybody can be developed. So <laughs> like you can have like some people can look you see it all the time, people look like they have potential and then you get them and you couldn't make that potential come out and then you see that all the time in the NBA. So why not deal and work with a product that's not not even a finished product? It's almost as if, it's almost as if they think that the product is finished right in front of them and there's no more that they can do. And I feel like it's farther from the truth because these individuals are young dudes who could who who are going to develop. I mean, some some people won't work out, but for the most part, like Kareem always rise to the top, whether they go overseas and come back. Brad Wanamaker, like I I had team I had teammates. Former teammates uh, uh, at WU, like we'll have a chat and they'll sit there, like, You believe Brad Wanamaker is on the Celtics? Like, how crazy? I'm like, Bro, I was Stop. just overseas for the past eight years. He's the best point guard overseas for the past eight years. Straight. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. the best point guard. So he's on the, the Celtics at the time. It's like, are you, are, are, How can you believe he's on the Celtics? Yeah, I do. Cause I watched him kick everyone's ass <laughs> for all for eight years. So yeah, and he's earned it. Like same with anybody else that goes from overseas and comes. Like same for anybody that just makes the NBA team and stays there for two, three years. Like these guys are warranted that respect. So like regardless if you get drafted, regardless if you don't, I feel like you just gotta keep working and your time gonna come. I mean, there's gonna you gonna you hear about small stories of oh like this guy never got his opportunity. I feel like them cases are few because sooner or later people make the decision whether they want to go for the dream or their money. And some people make the, the decision go for their money, which is not a bad decision. It's a smart decision. It doesn't mean that you can still you, you have to give up on your dream either. So like I, I know people do that did both. You know, Brad is one of those guys that have done both. You know, um, yeah. we have new PJ Tucker is one of those guys that have, has has done both. He went over before I even got overseas. PJ Tucker ripped and ran through everywhere I've been and was the best player in every league that I've been in. And also knocks down every corner jump shot he can in, in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he's done it all in a sense. So like, the, so anybody that's listening, like you, you don't get drafted. You ain't the five-star recruit, blue chip, whatever. It don't matter, bro. Like be there at the end, keep working. Yeah. Be the guy that's there at the end. Just like a basketball game. It don't matter if you start is you, you finish the game. It's the same way with this, bro. There's plenty of guys that I went to college. I was killing in college. And this knee injury, obviously, it happens. It happens. But I go over and see guys that were, like, okay in college that developed into absolute beasts and monsters and playing top league overseas with opportunities to come back over and play in the NBA. Like, I've seen it. So, like, just stick it out. That's It's all mental toughness. It's all you putting the work in. So, you, you see you see it every which way, man. And I feel like going oh, off of that, too, like... Get away from the door. She want to get on, too. She want to talk about it. Get away from the door. No, but what I was saying, I was like, going off of that, too, like, especially with social media, like, it wasn't as big as it was, you know, 5, 10, 15 years ago. Like, now, like, you really... Like, we really get to watch athletes grow from, like, middle school, high school, and they really like every day we get to see them. And I feel like being able to build your brand is like a very, very big part of not only getting recruited, but like just getting your name out there. And I feel like now there's so many more avenues for people to 
be able to see like someone's real talent, like practices, workouts, games, like all that stuff. Yeah, but do you feel like I got a question? Do you think there's like a there's a line in there, like a thin line between like it showing your work and it being a show? It, it definitely it's is. Funny, it definitely is. Because there's plenty of guys that are really good players though, but I feel like it's more of a show first than yeah. like them actually you know developing talent like i i'm not gonna call any players out because like i said that's not my steez but yeah there's i feel like I've, I've seen numerous instagram instagram things where it's just more like for example mikey williams is a baller bro you can't fake that like you can see yeah. it right then and there even if he has his instagram stuff going on overtime and all that shit, they love him yeah. over there he has all that stuff going on like mikey williams is a baller and there's some other guys that just like you you they record actually everything they do but it's like it feels like it's more like a, a reality TV show versus like the like, work, like the Julian Newman type type of players. Yeah, I watched his stuff before too. Like I feel like yeah. he could play though, so like I can't yeah. sit there and be like, "Yo, he's bad." Like he could play, he but, can hoop. Then, but like I feel like color. I see more of the off the court stuff with him than I see his court. actual work ethic and the work. Like he puts in work too. Like I see that yeah. as well, but I feel like I see more of the other stuff than I see his his actual work. So then people can like misinterpret that as like like he's here for show as opposed to like demonstrating work and stuff like i don't know nah, i'm i'm with you i'm with i i look at it like uh like i said i keep bringing on miles pablo like i saw what this guy can do like I, i'm more of an eye test kind of guy you know what i mean like this guy can get buckets i know you could see me like oh this guy is he, he's uh i'm just going off what the what the scouts might say like oh he might be a a liability come you know crunch time on like defense or something or he you know what i mean he can't guard three four or whatever but like at the same time like, i just saw what this guy can do and like to me the eye test is all like that's just my personal preference you know like and it's same with like when, when we when it say like football right like minka fitzpatrick for the steelers the steelers traded him like two like, last year for like a uh first round pick but the pick was like the 24th pick or whatever and i'm like this dude's a proven player so like at, we, we don't know what that night that 19th pick could maybe possibly get like a patrick mahomes or something maybe but like we just don't know it could be a bust or not like I've seen that dude ball out. So, like, I will never be mad at, like, taking a proven player. You know, I think that's always been my thing with the NBA in college. Yeah, but the thing is, the NBA, they always, they, they try to steer away from older players anyway. You're right. Like, I feel You're like, right. because, and I feel like uh, that's an NCAA thing, too. I mean, in my personal opinion, if this is the amateur sport that you're using to get these guys to the possibly the next level, and then afterwards, if they're not playing basketball anymore, they're not playing basketball, like, not everybody goes to the NBA. Some people go overseas, but they all use 24 second shot clocks. They all have certain rules and so on and so forth and certain court sizes and certain this and certain that. So if you you would be doing these kids, they do them a, a kind of an injustice in a sense where you have these older dudes that like the NBA is like, all right, cool, well, they're too old. And not to mention they, they play a different style of basketball than they would play in the NBA. Like they're used to like longer shots. Like, you know what I'm saying? You give them more yeah. things to pick at. And nitpick at yeah. about their game as opposed to just like you said, like looking at him and like, yo, he can ball. Like you can't fake what Powell does. You can't fake like, that. Yeah. Can't fake it. Like he yeah. shows up in big moments. He shows him a place. Not to mention depending on, and scoring guards always get it the worst too, bro. Like, it's just it's real life. Like unless you're gonna be the best scoring guard of all time, like scoring guards get it the worst because like who when you bring these young dudes in, usually you have somebody there already. Like you have a product that's been proven there already. So why bring a scoring guard in when James Harden's there? Like James Harden's gonna need the ball. And then what is that scoring guard's gonna, what is he gonna produce? 
So it's just like, it's a lot of what matches their team, what they need. And there's a lot of mistakes too. So <laughs> like, there's a lot of times people like, power should be getting picked up. They like, I mean, like not, not like, oh, we picked him up because he's, he's here. Like, no, like he should be picked up because he proved that he kicked these dudes ass Right. on a, a weekly basis like also take 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 with a grain of salt what i say because i'm just like i said i'm just one of those guys tweeting chirping whatever but but it's nice to hear it from you i mean just just give us this different aspect and i think that's kind of what what me and muff were kind of wondering about you we, we know you're in the podcast and you're in your talking all the hoops but you kind of mentioned it also like do you see yourself ultimately sticking around and, and possibly getting in the coaching room um i want to personally uh i would love to coaches well, when I first got injured, actually my second injury, <laughs> we over here just tracking injuries. Uh, <laughs> my second injury, um, I got a chance to be a grad assistant at WVU. Um, it was my first year at 2012-2013. Um, I came back and I really thought I was done playing ball. And man, like I, I was really getting into it. And I really started to love the fact that, you know what? My career didn't pan out, so I'm gonna do everything I can to make sure these dudes' careers pan out. So I'm gonna do, I'm gonna put in the extra work with them, get shots up, do this, do that. I sucked in class though, but other than that, like grass system job was pretty dope. I enjoyed it a ton, and man, I, I really wanted to coach. And then I got, I just, but I missed playing ball so much. So when I came back and started playing basketball. I mean, I was playing professional basketball. I was going to be around these coaches and these good players. And I, and I, I kind of feel like I played the game differently because I started to really, really pay attention to what every like everything that was going on around me. I would ask coaches why they were doing what they were doing, like and showing me exactly what they wanted out of like out of sets and so on and so forth to the point where I would find sets that I liked the theirs and then keep them. And, and I would start tracking them out through different teams and meet different players, asking them what they liked about they, this coach and that coach and what they thought worked with them when they were in this team or that team, stories, so on and so forth. So I could like get a grasp and get a, a good understanding of, you know, just like what players in general like. You know, you you want to have, if you want a coach, you're going to have players and you got to understand that everybody's different and you got to figure out different scenarios in which way you can motivate each person. So like that was one of the, one of the roles I had on my team is, you know, I was an older dude on most teams, except for probably my first team, my first two teams. So like I would, whatever the coach wanted, I would try to find a blend because you know, players and coaches see different, see things differently, like out of eye. So being that middle ground that, so the team could do well, was kind of like one of my roles in the, on each team I've been on, aside from playing and doing what I needed to do. So, you know, just being that type of person, being that type of leader, I felt like bridging what you want from your coach and what you want from the team, like that's coaching in general. Like you, what you want from your staff and what you want, what you want from your players and what you can get out of everybody so you can get the best product is coaching. And I feel like that's something I've been practicing the last, as well as playing, but practicing the last eight years. And hopefully, I get that opportunity someday where I can jump on somebody's staff and help the next kid, whether it be friggin' going overseas, whether it be going to the NBA, whether it be shit graduating college and just being a a positive a positive member of society bro yeah. like i'm just one i just want to be the person that was there to like help these next generation of individuals like you know be there and not like be a disappointment to them or not you know what i'm saying be one of those kind of characters i want to be somebody that's very helpful to them and a staple in their career and in their life at least 
more or less than their career, but their life in general. So, no, I love that, man. And speaking of teens, man, if, if we can sh- like shift gears real quick, COVID's probably, you know, kind of shaking everybody up with everything. But it's a lot of hype around this Dub V team, man. And we got to get your thoughts around what Huggy's wrangling up for these boys right now, man. We got to. With the GOAT himself, we got to, we got to get, get your opinion on this one. Okay, so I think, the, first of all, I thought the team last year, I, I feel terrible how the year ended because of what was going on. It's trash because the guy, I feel like the guys was on a run toward the end of the year. Emmett started picking up his play. I got a chance to watch them before, right before uh, everything was starting to end. Um, Emmett was picking up his play. Matthews, he was playing really well, getting his confidence back. Because the beginning of the season, he was playing great, hit his head. And then afterwards, he was like kind of like inconsistent to like not even there sometimes. So he started to get his rhythm back and get his confidence together. Oscar played great last year, which is, I mean, you, you get that from a freshman. Similar to Derek Culver, you get those type of rebounds and, and helpful numbers as a freshman. Those are always good. But, you know, DC was a sophomore last year. He played, he played solid. It's hard to play with DC. He played the center the year before, and now he's playing. He was splitting minutes with uh, Oscar, and then he was playing at the same time with Oscar, and it helped rebounds-wise, but it didn't really help too much offensively. Yeah. And, and then offense is kind of like our biggest issue uh, last year as well. But this season, I kind of feel like the guys have taken uh, a bit of a, a turn. If anybody knows anything about Coach Huggins' teams, anybody that's a freshman, anybody that's a junior college transfer, it takes them like half the season to like the very next season, at least the beginning of the next season, to get acclimated to what West Virginia basketball is. Like the defense, the showing up in practice every day, like you can't, he's not gonna play you if you inconsistent in practice. So until you prove yourself to be consistent, you might not play much. You might not be trusted to play in the game. So. It just takes time. I felt like Sean McNeil and Taz were, that's the struggle of just getting there. You know what I'm saying? Same as when Casey Mitchell got there when I was there. It's the struggle of just getting there. Then the next year, Casey Mitchell has an amazing year. Jay Sean Page, the struggle of just getting there. But then afterwards, has an amazing year. Like Jonathan Holden gets their transfer, takes a little bit to get going, but then shows up the following year amazing year and you get good basketball so it takes a while for these transfers and these and these freshmen to get acclimated so now i'm expecting this year because they're acclimated and they know exactly what they're looking for and what they need to do and they know what they can do i'm expecting sean and taz to step up big this year jawan Staten being there is so helpful for deuce mcbride and it's so helpful for jordan mccabe one of my biggest like i told jordan this before and Jordan's like awesome with being able to like sit down and like talk to you and figure out like what things he's doing wrong and yada yada yada. And I told Jordan, I was like, bro, as far as like you as a as a basketball player, you are a great ball handler. You can make great pat. You could you have great court vision at times, and you're you're a solid shooter. I was like, yo, if you sit down in the, in the you get a chance to sit down and watch film and see your mistakes and what you're making within the offense, whether you're holding the ball too long, whether you're doing this and doing that. If you could fix those mistakes and you put the time in the gym like he always does, he's a gym rat. You put the time in the gym and get your shots together, get your shot up, make your shot more consistent. Bro, you could be, he could he could be a professional athlete, like a professional basketball player somewhere. 
like, and he can have a great season this year. And he's been putting in that work this summer before all this started going on. Like we saw him, he was putting in tons of work to the point where he looked like he could have been on our TBT team with ease. Like that talented. Deuce working with Jawan is going to be uh, like, it was is obviously going to be great for him this year. Like he looked very confident when I saw them working out in practices and so on and so forth, just putting the ball on the floor, which was a big thing last year because I kind of felt like he was more of like a combo guard off the ball basketball player who got the ball. He could make plays in the half court, but if you needed him to bring the ball up the court during pressure and stuff like that, it wasn't the same story. This year, having Jawan have him being there to help him out, he's been doing tons of ball handling, tons of things to tighten up, and not to mention being able to come off of ball screens and read ball screens and so on and so forth. Like, Wani's got them in the gym. So, and I got a chance to see a little bit of that this year so far. I'm, I'm looking forward to Deuce doing everything he needs to do. And, you know, the beauty of having two dudes that can just average over eight boards a game is like, those are the missed shots. So hopefully we don't miss much, but if we do, it's always good to have the Carl uh, Malone uh, Award finalist <laughs> on your team. And also another guy that should be a Carl Malone finalist on your team as well, and, and Derek, yeah. Derek Colbert, bro. Like, I feel like our team's good. You add in Isaiah Cottrell, who's going to be able to make a, a jump shot from 15 foot and out and also give us some help on the boards as well. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see what they look like, bro. We're going to have our pepperoni rolls and natty lights in hand. That's for sure. Oh, sure. <laughs> hey, no, I'm on a diet, bro. I'm, I'm already, I'm already, and not to mention I'm prepping for Thursday. So I got to, I got to starve myself. Hey man, we, 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 we could go on and on about about this team, and because uh, because like I said, man, we're we're really excited. Also, I don't want to, I don't want to kill the hype by any means, but we're definitely definitely super excited. And like you said, after after what happened last year, it's like it's, you're even more excited because you just saw what the team was capable of, and now another a lot more workouts under their belt and a little bit older, so uh, we're expecting big things. But we got to be honest with you, man. I mean, this is the Thanksgiving special and. If we're gonna talk anything, we talk about food on here, man. I don't know if you know that, but we talk food. Here we go. Oh, this, is, this, oh, is, this is my this is my kind of show, then. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll hand it off to you, man. You talking to the guy? You talking to the guy that thinks he could beat Bobby Flay, bro? Hey, well, you in the right place, man. Today, yeah, we got to the show. They Sean's catching the air. Let's get fired up. Yes, sir. Hey, man, we got the recipe of the week, man. What are you cooking for Thanksgiving, or what's your plate for Thanksgiving? All right, so we got uh, we got two turkeys going on. We got uh, the you know regular turkey. We're gonna have uh, you know we do a little garlic. We do all that stuff. We got onions, all that stuff. We're gonna brine the turkeys though. So we brine mm -hmm. the turkeys tonight. Once I get off the once I get off the call with y'all, brine the turkeys tonight. The other turkey gonna be a spicy type Cajun turkey. So we're gonna brine that. We brine them separately. We're gonna have the. Uh, the mac and cheese, the layer, the you know the oven baked mac and cheese layer, like five different cheeses. We, I, I, this is how we do things. Um, let me see. Collard greens gonna be in there for the nice eight hours. They're gonna be sitting there. Oh uh, God, he talking crazy. Sweet potatoes. They're gonna be uh, they're gonna be cut up in circles, stacked. Lots of uh, brown sugar, lots of sugar, you, maple syrup, syrup, the whole deal. Like they, they, they're gonna be stacked. Uh, we gonna have lamb chops too. We, we got we we the type of people we do three um three main course type deals. So because I'm a food dude, like I told you, so yeah. the turkeys main course, 
lamb chops is the main course and we don't have crab cakes we need to do a seafood so oh man you're talking crab cakes you in my lane so we're gonna have all those we was gonna do some type of like some type of like halib like some type of fish like a bigger yeah. fish but i didn't uh, we eat salmon all the time so i was like nah i don't want to do salmon so we ended up going with the crab cakes so what i said i said the mac and cheese sweet potatoes uh the, the asparagus um she's some corn of course yeah um Jeez, bro. I'm, I feel like you I'm name missing. You name, name it. Name it. That's what I'm about to say. You name Got the champagne on deck, and we're gonna have the uh, the cranberry sauce. Can't forget about the cranberry sauce. I'm a cranberry sauce kid. Um, biscuits. Call it a day, man. We got we got a lot of stuff going on. Apple pie, sweet potato pie, pecan pie. That's the lineup, dream team. You talking about bringing out Jordan? Kobe, rest in peace. Bird. Kobe, LeBron, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. <laughs> the whole deal. You all out. You walk into the club, Al Pacino letting the clip unload. I'm talking about Isaiah I'll Thomas. Went, Isaiah <laughs> wondering why he ain't on there. That that kind Shit. of that type of that type of dream team. Isaiah Thomas sitting there like, where I'm at? Hey, Muff, I might I might just be uh I might just message him like. In about a week, see if he's awake, man. <laughs> he, might be, he might be. That nap, that second and third nap is going to be crazy. I'm going to be fighting yeah. sleep. I'm going to be trying to watch a basketball. Tell me to be fighting sleep, bro. That's Muff, did up. he pass? Did he pass, Muff? Or? Man, he passed. We might have to We might have to fly out there. <laughs> and then do like a whole. Try to get a drop on a plate. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, we're going to have to stop by. Shit. No, I love to hear that, man. That that's awesome. Yeah, we we doing some similar stuff. We doing a a, a deep fried turkey. I think we we over the baked turkeys, man. You know, we got the mac and cheese. Yo, break that down to me. So break down how you do the fried turkey. Because <laughs> oh, we'll be here all night. I can look it up, but I'd rather hear about yeah. it. I'm one of the people that need to hear, and that's how I learn. Like, so you can do it one of two ways, right? The most dangerous way is getting like the very very big. The fucking like rocket, the rocket launcher. Yeah, the rocket launcher <laughs> joint. Outside, yeah. you put it on like the big like metal rod, you just drop it in there. That's dangerous. Yeah. Now, I was just watching something the other day where he put like the rotisserie rod in there and he dropped it down into the deep fryer and it, and it literally rotisserie inside the fryer. Took it like 30 minutes or less to do it. Then, then this is what I saw him do it. They did half like the hot Old Bay have like the garlic lemon pepper on the fried turkey. Right there, and got out my seat and threw it through the window. I'm like, we didn't even start brining the turkeys yet. I might have to hop to the store and grab that spicy Old Bay. <laughs> and oh. that Old Bay, you you might have just sparked something right now. Man, Lord knows that joint. I might have to try it myself because I I I put it on wings, but on a deep fried turkey, that might be a game changer. That might be the move. Seriously, I'll tell you, Deshaun's uh, underrated mood to me was the lamb chops, man. Yeah, bro, I'm a lamb chop dude though. Like I said, I, I, I love I love Greek food though. So <laughs> yeah. my wife's Greek, so like, I love Greek food. Like that's just what we, that's what we do at our house. So I've had lamb chops once. I think I was literally like eight years old, so I was like real picky. But I'm about to dabble in them because now you got. Nah, nah, hey, I, ju I just had some before I came, before we started. Say, that's the, they the move, bro. You got you to get on the lamb chops. You could do it yourself on the grill. You could do it in the air fryer. My air fryer, that's what I'm using my lamb chops for today. The air fryer. That air fryer go crazy, bro. It, it saved lives, bro. It saved lives. Man, it saved that's, lives. A, that's literally the next best thing to sliced bread. Nah, it, it might be up there. It's up there. Man. It's up there. Man. I'm going to hold you. 
You ever now I know see, I'm from Maryland, so when you talk about the crab cakes, you really like literally walking up here talking like did you have you ever thrown like a crab cake in the air fryer? We got we I've done it before, yeah. Oh man, it's game changed. Like I usually broil them. One time I put it in the air fryer, man, I literally ran around the block. Like I'm like, yo, this is crazy. You gotta gra- grab this crab claw meat. Yep. Get uh what do we use for uh Cause I don't like mayonnaise in my uh, my. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I don't like mayonnaise in my uh, crab cakes, so we end up using like Dijon mustard and some other stuff. Maybe some like yeah Dijon mustard, some a dab of hot sauce here and there, and then that that'll be enough like uh, liquid for the, for the whole. Some eggs, of course, yeah. the eggs will hold everything together. Man, we we be straight, bro. Like bro, I love to hear that. That's all I need to know, man. Hey, you good in my book? You good in my book? Hey, you ever come to Maryland? Father, we gonna go on a feast. My father was a big dude, bro. He's a big dude. So like we we ate. <laughs> that was my house. Like that's what we did. My father was sitting there looking at recipes. We was watching uh uh what's her name? Rachel Ray. We was doing all Rachel that when Ray. I was a kid. Yep. He was in the kitchen. So <laughs> I love that, man. That's funny. That. I love that. Well, Moff, I'm, I'm glad to know that he, that Deshaun passed. Deshaun, like I said, uh before you hopped on, we were talking about the versus battle with uh gucci and jeezy what, what you been listening to lately jeez bro i've been uh low-key listening to a bunch of old stuff when i say old stuff i, I like i like listening to uh, more lyrical hip-hop now because i always get like that in the winter so i want to hear some uh something that'll help me get through these cold times so <laughs> I, I obviously i'm listening to some throwback j cole i'm always big on wale like i love wale i love wale he's just the lyricist to to the degree i'm a big rust fan i heard the track with rust and, and absol hard so like i'm a big rust fan um st john is tough i like listening to st john he he, he all right he's tough mm-hmm. right now uh i'm a big a boogie dude so like yeah i like listening to everything bro i can't really knock on anybody my favorite rappers though i probably pick as of recent like active i'd probably say if, it, if you take Jay-Z out of it, I'm I'm going Wale, Big Sean. I like listening to Drizzy, but I, I keep Wale and Big Sean just because of their originality and they like yeah. with their stance and everything like that. I, I kind of rock, rock with them and their vibes. Timeless classics, man. Me and Garrett, we definitely had a run where we, that's all we listened to in college. Like outside of, you know, regular stuff like, you know, EDM, trap music, like, bro, we literally like have so many throwbacks that we can literally go back and like, yo, these are literally still hitting. The Dat Piff mixtape days, I think it was probably around like 08 to, or maybe like 06 to 2011 of Drake, Cuddy, Wale, Big Sean, Cole. Like, that was an Aaron, era. Kendrick, all those guys. Like, uh, Currency, Big Crit. Yeah, Man, that, that was another one. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I listened to most like, like mostly the entire winter, bro. I throw in some The Return of Forever and just be yeah. I listen to all old albums and catch, because I'm rarely in the car because we're in the pandemic. So and the kids can't just listen to everything. So if yeah. it's not uh if it's not Paw Patrol on TV or something like that, uh, and I get my free time listening to some music when I'm on my bike in the garage, yeah, I'm listening to all old stuff. Catch it, catch some new stuff from time to time. You know, that's just my that's just my steeds during the winter. When when it started getting nice out, all of a sudden I start listening to more recent stuff. Start mm-hmm. bouncing a little bit more. Hopefully, get to a <laughs> bar, or a club, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. On my head and shit. Did you uh did you get to check out the um the Buster Rhymes new Kendrick song? Yeah, bro. Was not feeling Buster. <laughs> I swear I did not like Buster Rhymes album, bro. 
It felt I like think, yeah. I, I re- here's the, here's what I would say. I mm-hmm. liked I liked the route he was going with the album. I didn't like how he presented it himself though. Yeah. It kind of felt like it it's hard like and I, I, I can't knock him for jumping into a different lane. Cause he grown, bro. He can't rap with the same shit every day. So like yeah. so it's like shame on me for trying to knock him for doing that. I just wish it was like a gradual a gradual change or even even slow down what he was doing so he could so we can specifically get your point across. Like I felt like he was doing his normal he's spitting as fast as he can. You wanna get every word that rhymed and some of it caught, but then the rest of it didn't catch. And then the punches didn't catch as much too. I'm a big punch guy. Like, I'm a battle rap dude. So like I need the yeah. punches to catch. I need the I need everything to to come together. And if it didn't come together properly it kinda it kind of it kind of came off like the timing was off on certain tracks, and mm-hmm. I get like how the timing could be off because it's your song. You do whatever you want to do. That's how you was vibing with it. But I didn't catch everything. It wasn't for me. Yeah, and that makes sense. What you think about it? Makes- what did you think about it? So I didn't I didn't listen to the album. The the one song we actually reviewed um, the last podcast. And I, I'm literally forgetting the the name of the song, but like I like that song. What was it called, Garrett? The Look Over Your Shoulder by uh, Kendrick and, and Busta. I heard Kendrick. Yeah. Kendrick did all right. But, like, once again, like, it was, like, almost like he, you could tell Kendrick couldn't really get off how he wanted to get off because it wasn't his song. Like, how yeah. Busta was stopping and going on the song and doing what he wanted in the song. <laughs> it was just almost like Kendrick like Kendrick could definitely do those same things. And it was just like, well, I can't get off on here like I wanted to. Like, yeah, it was almost like, what song was that? You remember when Jeezy had the song with uh, J. Cole and um, Kendrick on it, and you sitting there wait, you heard J. Cole spit, you waiting on Kendrick to spit, but Kendrick only did the chorus. It, granted, Kendrick spit on the song Buster Rhymes. I kind of felt like it was like one of those vibes where he just he he didn't give you what you wanted because it wasn't his his song. Yeah, yeah. I, man, yeah. Well, I wanted that Kendrick verse on that song. I can't. Bro, I wanted anything. the Kendrick I verse. Love, the, the song was great. The song was cool. dope too. That's why I was expecting. I was like, yo, Cole right yeah. here, Kendrick right here. Let me see what's going on. It didn't yeah. happen. I was like, they gas me. They gas yeah. me. I love music, bro. Love it. It really does get you through some good times, bad times. Like, I feel like music outside of food, like, really has the power to bring you back to a certain place and a certain time. And you're like, man, like, I remember these days. Like, certain albums, I can remember certain albums, like, and I was having, like, absolutely terrible times that, like, makes time go by in good, in a good fashion, bro. Like, I remember mm-hmm. listening to, like, my favorite J. Cole album. First of all, which, what's the best J. Cole album? And I can I can give you an answer on what the real best J Cole well, album. Well, this this is what I this is what I'll tell you because I'm a, I'm a big Cole guy. That's what I'm gonna tell you. His best album it wasn't even an album. It was his mixtape that should have been his album. Uh, is it, does it start Friday with Friday night? Friday, Friday night lights, man. That's all I was about to say. All right, Here, go ahead. Tell the me. Four still drives. Four still drives. It was my favorite album. Yeah. Really, you think so? Yes. Me and Muffer and, and Junior senior year of college and like that was like the first time that people if you didn't like Cole. He had so many songs that felt like they were effortlessly mainstream media songs. Like people that I knew that didn't like even hip hop or like didn't like that type of hip hop were like they would listen to those songs because it's like it didn't feel like I don't know. It didn't feel like Come they were on like, Friday Night Lights or No 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 uh Force Hill. Force Hill. Force Hill. Yeah. Drive. Reason I say Forest Hill Drive is possibly his second best album. His best album to me was Born Center. I'm not mad at that. Born Center Born Center was the best album because after that album, it garnered the attention of everybody checking for So Drive Out. Cause he snapped on Born Center. He had the out he had the outcast sample song he did hard. Um he had uh 
Man, he had too much, bro. I, I, I honestly, I can't lie. He had too much. Let Nas down was the hard, I love that. hard. Like, yeah. and that wasn't even the hardest song in the album. Like, he just had nonstop dope songs from beginning to end, and that's what garnered the attention for Forest Hill Drive to even pop the way it did. So you see the numbers there, and it's like, yo, Forest Hill Drive is obviously his best album. But I kind of think Born Center was the thing that got him recognized which in turn would make that his best album same with like i always the little wayne i do that with little wayne things too like it's like yo what's his best album and like carter three and i'm like well sold the most but i would say his mixtape probably his mixtapes before that and maybe even the carter two is what garnered that attention to get carter three numbers mm-hmm. like those I'm not, numbers. I, I'm not mad at that boring center pick at all i i think it's close for sure like it's just my personal yeah, favorite, you know but shit, but Friday Night Lights is a classic, bro. Like that's just, oh Friday Night Lights is incredible. You can't, yeah. you can't. Hundred percent. That's actually my 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 boy Tyler put me on to that. That's the first time I really listened to J Cole. And I'm like, yo, like this is some heat. Like this is crazy. Yeah, because he was giving you like had the had the nice little pop bobs with the John. He was spinning. He was yeah. spinning, bro. Like something. Yeah. Like it's cold, bro. That's that's all you can say. That shit is just cold, bro. Cold is tough, man. Yeah, yeah. major facts. Nah, he man, man, take nobody's spot on the damn Pistons, though. He needs to tell. He needs to chill out. <laughs> I don't like that shit. I don't like that. <laughs> Bro, it's social media. It's all social media. You know how it goes. Exactly. You know what that? You know what that was though? Actually, me and Muff were talking about that. That was all for that Puma deal. That was all that Puma shoe coming out, man. That's better, all I that was. That. I saw that. I was like, I that's it all was, it was, man. It better have stayed at that because I was like, bro, these guys, they got a whole G League team with dudes sitting there. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, this suspect. So you gonna pick up J Cole, huh? <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn. What about the G League dudes, bro? They, they there? They hooping? Yeah, yeah. they hooping. <laughs> man, no, this this has been one of the most energetic episodes we had in a while, man. We we definitely needed this, man. Man, to be a part of the show, bro. I'm told, like I told you, man. I don't really got much going on. I'm in the crib. You just put the boys to sleep. Baby girl downstairs falling asleep on the couch. I'm great. Muff, you want to you want to hit him with a uh, couple quick hitters before we jump off? Oh yeah, we definitely got to do some quick hitters, man. We always got to unload the clip before we before we let it go, man. Before we before we release you back to the wolves, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll sleep now, thank goodness. <laughs> All right, now we, we, we'll we'll uh, we'll get it started, man. Uh, first one: What's the toughest defender that you had to go against? Jeez, bro, if it's not in practice, it was OD between I, it's it's tough like tough as defender it was od for me in basketball practice in college with joe missoula and john flowers like that was tough because they 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 really specialized in that i'll probably say outside of them what's my man's name from syracuse i had a hard time with uh paul uh ah i forget big man uh, he's like he was a three-man syracuse braids i'm trying to think paul harris i had such a time a tough time scoring with paul harris bro that was like difficult and we only saw him a handful of times like and it was like it was very difficult because he's very fast he was strong as hell and i wasn't like the strongest guy in the planet and paul harris was like two 245 three man like six foot seven he played some three played some four like it was just really difficult to do what i wanted like i'd have to always like settle for jump shots i couldn't like get to the cup and do too much like he knocked me off the ball or or beat me to the spot. He was like really tough. DJ was tough too, but but Paul was like, but DJ wasn't like really like that much stronger than me at the time because he was like a sophomore, a freshman maybe. Paul was like, 
Paul was like my age and he was like strong as like somebody's father. So it was tough <laughs> you know bucket on Paul Harris. Like that all his strength. Yeah, that ass though. Uh best overseas town or country or you know, place that you got to play at, like as far as scenery, food, all that. Favorite place, I guess so I would say Germany, bro. Germany was way better than I thought it was gonna be. Honestly, I'd never been to Germany. You hear all these damn stories about the past and everything like that. I'm thinking I'm walking into like the most craziest place on the, on the planet. And I get there, bro. It was, the people were amazingly nice. Like food was amazing. Everything was extremely clean. Like, and I'm over here naming things that should, that's the way it should be. <laughs> like, it's like some third world, like, but not nah, like from my perspective and never being there and not seeing it before. And then showing up there, bro, I, it was great. And then we spent three years there and my family, my kids, both my, I had two kids. Like one of my kids was born there. Two of them basically grew up there. Like, it was an amazing place, bro. I I, I love my time there in Germany. And, I, and that was in Ulm, the Bavarian region. Oh, okay. Awesome. Okay. Uh, next one. What's one thing Coach Huggins has said to you that you will not forget? Forget or forget? <laughs> forget. Forget. Like, you can't forget it. Ah, shit. Let me see. I keep it simple, man. Just do right. That was his big thing always, bro. It's just like you you're not gonna like is it a surprise if you like have a bad game if you like messing up in school? Like if you're not doing the things you need to do off the court, you're not gonna come on the court and then have a clear mind and do what you need to do. So just do right, bro. Do everything you need to do, work hard, be a, a good person, do the right things. So when you come here and do this the, the shit you love, it's not like a it's not a stress or a burden to go out there and do it. You ain't got nothing on your mind. It's just a clear slate. You just go out there and just play your game and be you. So I would say do right is like one of the things I always remember from from him. That's a good uh, thing to live by. Yeah, man. Best Christmas movie. Jeez, bro. Not gonna hold you. I'm a big Home Alone dude, bro. Like I love watching Marv. I love watching Marv. <laughs> Get get caught up and get electrocuted and get and stepping on stuff bare like I love it, bro. I just can't even so to, to this day, bro. I can't stop laughing, bro. It just it's one of my favorite movies. I could throw that on at any time, and I could just sit there and cry laughing. So yeah, Home Alone, all the Home Alones, bro. I just love them. Never get tired of them. Never, bro. Okay. Keep the channel. <laughs> um, either your your favorite comedian or your top three favorite comedians. Either one. My favorite comedian is uh, Dave Chappelle, bro. Like, that's just the goat. Love it. Oh, <laughs> he's the goat. He, the reason I like Dave Chappelle is because he, like, does his comedy, like, uh, how, like, your, like, your rappers, like, rappers do they, like, they, they, they rhymes and everything. Like, he'll have, like, a joke that has some real life meaning to it. So he'll tell, like, a crazy ass joke, but then he'll weave it with some real life meaning, like, in almost like a double entendre way. And, it'll both mean the same thing for the exact same, like, like the same point. Like, he does that with his jokes, which is dope. Not to mention, he'll always circle back and so on and so forth, like most comedians do. But I love Dave Chappelle, top three. Bro, I feel like it's like a slap in the face if I leave Mike Epps off. But I'm Mike Epps is, like, right on the cusp. Like, he's, like, one of my favorite freestyle comedians. Like, Mike Epps can tell good jokes, but he's, like, funniest to me when he, like, is freestyling. Like making it like making no making the noise and shit like that. He's hilarious with that type of deal. Like Mike Epps is yeah. hilarious to me. But he's my fourth. But 
George Carlin, GOAT. I just love George Carlin and everything he stood for. Like, he's an absolute, like, genius. And he kind of paved the way for, like, comedians to, like, actually speak similar to Dick, Dick Gregory, rest in peace, and so on and so forth, but be able to speak how they speak when they like when they talk on stage and everything like that and tell their comedy politically and so on and so forth without even like batting the eye. Like so so like guys like Chris Rock, who's like my third favorite comedian like of all time. I'm like, no one can say shit to me about Chris Rock. <laughs> like like always. I watch all of Chris Rock's. I don't care how annoying his voice is, bigger and blacker, all of them. Like him going overseas to three four different countries and the video cut. I watch all the Chris Rocks, bro. I love Chris Rock, bro. So I would say yeah. So Dave Chappelle, George Carlin. Chris Rock, and then I throw Mike Epps like right behind Chris Rock. Last, uh, last quick hitter for you. Early favorite to win the 2021 NBA championship. Early favorite, bro. Lakers, bro. It's like it's OD what they've done this offseason. Like it's, it's it's crazy. I mean, they're gonna have some like hurdles in general because it takes every team to get acclimated. But I mean, I feel like they kept a good part of the core. Um. I'm a big Danny Green fan. It sucks he had to leave. That's like, like one of my mans. Like he's a good dude. Um, he didn't shoot well, so I guess like they felt that they could win without him. I kind of feel like I wish they kept him, but they end up getting like a lot of good pieces for, like for him once he left. So he'll do well where uh, what in Philly? Philly, yeah. In Philly with Dwight. Mm -hmm. They're gonna be just fine they're in the East, so the Lakers ain't got nothing to worry about. Um, <laughs> and yeah, the Lakers, bro. I can't really see too many teams. Like Clay just took that injury, so that just hurt the Warriors. Um, they they having their turmoil in Houston already and spilling mm -hmm. into the season. Um, I, the Jazz ain't beating them. Uh, Denver could possibly come back, but it doesn't matter at, at this point. Like Denver, if they couldn't beat them when Danny and everybody else wasn't making many shots at the time, they won't beat yeah. them again either. So like if those guys are starting to make shots and, and and LeBron is kicking it and doing what he does, like I can't see Denver beating them either. So yeah, Lakers, easy. Mm. Do you remember telling me about a story of your rookie year? I believe they, they sent you they sent you and maybe possibly another rookie to get like you guys had to go get burgers or something for everyone. And you was driving all around Miami. That was a terrible you got <laughs> I ain't gonna see. I shouldn't even brought it up, bro. That was a stressful day, bro. <laughs> so we're, mind you, this is like right before I got released too. So friggin', <laughs> so we uh we uh they finished practice. I said we, but yeah, they finished practice because I was just like rehabbing and working out. And they finished practice. They come down. We all in the locker room. Everybody's getting ready, and. So everybody's like, we have a plane to catch. I want to say we finished practice like around noon, plane to catch at two. We just finished practice and I'm all sweaty and everything like that. And then all of a sudden these dudes start coming over to me and they're like, hey, Rook. I'm like, what's going on? It's like, yo, you know what Big Pink is? And I and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've been there before. And it's like, perfect. We need you to go grab this and just like a bunch of people just started like handing me orders and telling me to like to take down orders for them to bring food to the uh to the plane so i was like wait wait what? so you want me to drive to, to pink right now and it was like yeah bro you gotta go there grab the food come back bring the food here to the plane it's like no problem i'm like all right 
it's 12 o'clock on the dot at the time. I hadn't even showered yet. And we we had an away trip that I was going to go home right after practice and pack. So the gym is in between downtown Miami and, and Big Pink is on South Beach. My house is in the downtown Miami and the gym is in the middle. So first I called Big Pink. I ordered all this food, drove all the way to my crib, start packing my bag for this trip. And we got two, we got to take two trips. We're going to Atlanta and then we're going to Orlando. So I had to pack enough suits so I could go to Orlando and in Atlanta and also pack enough gear so I could work out and do all this stuff. So I'm rush packing, doing all the stuff I need to do, get my clothes, throw it in the back of the car. Now I'm speeding through Miami, going, going pat down Brickell, all these other places, go over the bridge, going down to South Beach. I'm speeding, get the paint, food sitting there. I got all this food. I didn't think like, yo, they didn't give me no money. So I had to pay for this shit myself. So I'll pay like 300 bucks for like burgers, fries, all this stuff. Carrying all these bags, put them in the car. People watching me run. I'm sweating. I didn't really get a good shower. Like, you know, I got, you know, that shower after you finish working. So it's like, I still, I'm still sweating. Yeah. From my workout. Cause I'm still working out, running, like <laughs> running, bringing all this food over there, sat my things down in the car, sped to the airport, just made it to the airport. Friggin' gave everybody their food. I just barely made it. And then I think I got cut like a week later. <laughs> but they took care of me though while I was there though. Like we went to Atlanta and LeBron took me out uh, and the guys out to like as a team bonding type deal. And I got a chance to like chill, cut up with the dudes. I had a good time, man. Uh, it was a great experience nonetheless besides running around town that one time. Like I never thought I'd have to do that. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be like strictly uh, towel duty and stuff like that. Cause that's what they they usually how you do. Like, yeah. Yo, grab me a towel, Rook. But like, all right, bro. Here, here, here. Y'all good? All right, leave me alone. And then I go about yeah. my business. But they threw that uh, they threw that uh, food at me like an hour and a half before we had to leave, and I had to pack. That was like a stressful. That was a stressful day. Good times, man. big facts. You can't take the memories from you, man. No nah, matter what really you do, the accomplishments, the memories, everything. Yeah, trust me, I remember that shit. <laughs> Way, man. <laughs> like i said man we, we appreciate you coming on and, and taking the time and we, we had a bunch of fun talking to you we heard him muff we heard an amazing thanksgiving meal that he's about to have man i mean that might have topped the recipe of the week they got me fired up i might not go to sleep till friday night it's about hey. to going down that's all i can say <laughs> but, but but hey before you hop off do you have any thing you want to plug or, or anything like that that you want any of our listeners or, or followers to check out yeah, when you guys are not on here checking out these two, why don't you stop by, check out the Final Forecast podcast with me, my guy John Flowers, my guy Kevin Jones, our co-host Ashley, and our homeboy Dave, who cuts everything up. He's Dave. he's great. Shout out to Dave. Shout out to everybody on the show. And if you want to listen to some hoops, listen to me and my guy Rob Douster on Douster and Deshaun in the field of 68. Check us out. We talk hoops. Hey, who? Yeah. So we like to say, man, that, that this is an incredible episode, man. Super fun, man. We definitely want to extend a happy Thanksgiving to you and the fam, man. Again, thank you for coming on and, man, tune in to everything he said, man. Hundred percent. Appreciate you, my guy. Seriously, I thank you guys for having me on, man. Thank you, bro. Thank you for coming on, man. All right, peace. Man, like I told you, man, this was so fun, so energetic, man. May all your parlays be in your favor. May your plates be in your favor. May your dates be in your favor. 
May your cheese hit the grate in your favor. May your fork hit the plate in your favor. I mean, checkmate in your favor. If you don't got the deep fried turkey, boy, I'm telling you, you're not doing it right, man. This is number 71. Day one lifestyle and friends. The MF podcast, baby. Cut. And if you don't got Old Bay on your table or pepperoni rolls in your table, courtesy of Maryland and West Virginia, man, don't. Nah, tune in to 72 still, but. <laughs> we cutting up. Happy Thanksgiving, Happy Thanksgiving yo. Happy Thanksgiving, man.